This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play, team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Sunday, October 24th, uh, Ian Cameron, Andrew McGinnis, and we've got a special guest joining us today, loyal fan viewer, listener of the Ice Guys for years, Terry Edelman, Mr. Minnesota Wild, fan club president himself, uh, joining us here on the Sunday edition of the show. Of course, as we always say at this time of year, this is our first Sunday edition of the Ice Guys for this up for this new season. Last week, we had no Sunday show because there was only one game on Sunday. We talked about it on Saturday. Uh, but today, different story. Four games on tap. We will break them all down. But we always say at this time of year, I know Sundays are for NFL football, you know, October, November, December, but make sure you leave some room in your life, in your heart, and in your bank account for some hockey uh, as well uh, on Sundays at this time of year. And we got four games to dive into. Before that, we'll look back on last night, the game, the days where we have a lesser amount of games. We always have like to take the time to look back at what happened last night. We'll start with the headliner, and that's the Seattle Kraken, of course, opening up their uh, home schedule, the first home game at Climate Pledge Arena. Man, was I impressed with that building. I mean, it was it had that futuristic, you know, future up in outer space look to it, to be honest with you, from the outside and inside. I like the idea of having the big Jumbotron scoreboard, not in the center, but actually at the side and actually presenting it in a way that it's viewable for everybody. So I was very, very impressed with the building. I was very, very impressed with the energy Seattle played with last night. And actually, I thought they played a pretty good hockey game overall, but unfortunately... Philip Grubauer is becoming a story for Seattle and a bad story uh, for them. It's been a struggle. It's been a very, very rough start to his season and his tenure with this expansion franchise. And it continued last night. A couple of those goals right through him, the Horvat goal to tie it 1-1, the the goal that won it uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks, Connor Garland. Just gets that five hole opened up with a little bit of a hesitation move and slides it right through the wickets uh, of Philip Grubauer. He was just basically out goaltended last night by Thatcher Demko, who's played very well so far tonight, uh, this season, I should say, for the Canucks. So uh, Vancouver gets the win and spoils the party, if you will, last night uh, against Seattle. A couple other results that were interesting. What a comeback by the New York Rangers uh, early in the day. Uh, one of the first games, they were down 2 nothing in the third period. They were down 2 nothing with like seven or eight minutes left. 
And then the floodgates opened. Three consecutive goals, and the Rangers continue to roll with a 3-2 victory over the uh, Ottawa Senators. Calgary blows a 3-0 lead to Washington, but rallies back in overtime to beat the uh, Capitals 4-3. Kind of a predictable flat spot for Washington because they played Tampa, they played some Colorado, they played some big-time teams, and then an inter-conference, out-of-conference team comes into the uh, Capital region. And you could tell Washington just wasn't themselves. Not a great game there. Terry's wild uh, after a, a bit of a back and forth start with Anaheim. Uh, find a way in overtime, 4-3. The Jets, uh, two wins in a row for them, despite still being without Shifley and Wheeler, 6-4 over the Predators. And uh, Andrew McGinnis can breathe a sigh of relief. The Montreal Canadiens have won their first game of the season, 6-1 to over Detroit. Colorado bounces back to beat Tampa 4-3. Jersey in overtime over Buffalo, two to one. The Florida Panthers, man, five and zero. Oh, they just keep on rolling, four to two. What can I say about this hockey team? They just continue to be an absolute machine. Uh, so impressed with what we're seeing. Aaron Ekblad, by the way, another shots on goal winner for him. Three shots on goal last night for the Panthers. Over two and a half shots cashes in. You keep riding that prop with him. I think good things will happen. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, good things did not happen uh, for them uh, last night, seven to one. Uh, blowout loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Just awful. And I thought they actually played well for a period or so, but then talk about a mentally fragile team, potentially. Soon as a couple goals went in there for Pittsburgh, it's like, what? We're out of this thing. They checked out. They started making mistakes. They started playing actually really bad from that point, and it ended up being a romp for the Penguins. And all of a sudden, the Leaf fan base is already very, very disconcerted and very, very concerned about the way this thing has started. Uh, for the Leafs here, especially this week, three losses in a row for them. Carolina beats Columbus 5-1. Blues pound the Kings 7-3. I'm telling you what, that's an offensive dynamo right now, that Blues team. They can score goals, and we haven't been able to say that uh, for a couple of years, but they got an offense this year. Uh, Arizona loses, nothing new there. Uh, gets shut out by the Islanders, 3-0. And as we mentioned, of course, Seattle loses their first home game to Vancouver. So there you go. Look at Saturday. Andrew, some thoughts from uh, what we saw on Saturday. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good day. Um, you know, good day of hockey, a lot of competitive games. That uh, that Ottawa, you know, I, I actually ended up with no action in that game. You know, I, we talked about it briefly. Um, you and I kind of ran through those early games. But I got to say, Ottawa got screwed. And I never say so. I, I'm not even usually a referee basher kind of guy. Like, they got screwed. And the league is having trouble or Ottawa is having trouble getting fans in the seats because they play in Canada, not in downtown Ottawa. Shit like that's not going to help them get more fans in the seats at home games. They played an outstanding home game for about 50 minutes, and then that happens. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. I know that you could say that uh, the whole Murray thing, that was kind of an equal share for both of them. But as someone that's a Montreal Canadiens fan, I know what happened with Carey Price and Chris Kreider. You guys all remember what happened. Chris Kreider has a history of injuring goaltenders and being a pest around the net. And then uh, Timmy Stutzla, he takes a diving call. I, you know, I'm all for diving calls. I love seeing them call embellishments, but I just hate when they when they uh, when 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 they change the game. You know, I hate when th those type of plays and the referees like that change the game that late. Call an embellishment call in the second period to make a statement, but don't call that. You know, when there's a couple minutes left in the game, I didn't really like that too much. Um, yeah, the Leafs. You know, if, if I could. If I had the energy, even with this team, I would give you guys a funny rant about them. But, you know, in all honesty, 
I just I'm disappointed because I think I had a great day with picks I gave out on the show with you yesterday. And this is why I always say that I don't think best bets should be taken as anything too crazier than anything else. But, I, you know, I've struggled to single out a best bet on this show on the ice guys since I've been back. But I've given out plenty of winners, you know, that New yep. Jersey uh, Buffalo first period under cashes. Yep. You know, we hit the St. Louis over. We had all kinds of plays. And then yesterday, the one that I said, you know, great spot for the Maple Leafs. And pretty much what you and I have turned into saying, and, and it sounds like we're all now on the same page with this, is that you literally can't bet something with a hope anymore. And that's why I stayed off the Habs, because I, I didn't want, you know, you, you don't try and catch a falling knife. And that's why I wasn't on them. It was a good spot for them. The closer to game time we got, I liked it, but I didn't want to play them in regulation at that price even. Didn't like the money line. Um but, you know, it's just frustrating because the Maple Leafs, I mean, such a great bet on spot. And as much as I always make fun of them on Twitter and it's kind of just something I've kind of just made a wrap of, um, I bet on them. So, I, first of all, I couldn't even have fun making fun of them. But second of all, it just goes to show half the salary is not scoring. Johnny T, Nylander, Marner, and Matthews. And what really pisses me off is, the, is Leaf fans when they blame goaltender, goaltending and defensemen. You can't keep blaming defensemen and goaltending for the last four or five years. You have to blame the guys you're paying $11 million. And I get it. We're only a couple games in. But the fact is, they've got a bunch of guys that love to score that don't play 200-foot hockey. And a half AHL and half NHL roster in the Penguins absolutely beat you down. Um, You know, that's what's embarrassing. They didn't even lose four or three. They lost, and it wasn't even close. So... Nothing new with the with the Coyotes. Uh, three nothing. Islanders get it done. Had that parlay with the Islanders in the Wild. Wild game, <laughs> closer than I thought it would be. Uh, Terry, you know the Ducks really was a wild game. Yeah, yeah. The Ducks continue to piss me off, but uh, this time I came out on top. And I'll tell you what, because Terry, you and I were talking in uh, DMs the last time these two teams played. I'm really happy I made that two team parlay because if I would have made the regulation wager again <laughs> or a puck line. Yep. It would have been a loser, so I'm happy I made that two-team parlay. And uh, yeah, just got to uh, just got a second Ian's thoughts here about the Blues. I mean, I don't like to double dip, and uh, Ian and I, I, I've I've messaged him before about CFL, how I get caught up doing that with the football, and you know, it doesn't always work out too well. And so I wanted to go Blues in the over, but I'm not a huge double dipper, and, and uh, you know, the Blues hit the over on their own. So yep. extremely pr- impressive performance from them. Uh, Hurricanes, they helped both Ian and I out on that over. I mean, they pretty much did the the bulk of the workload. But, uh, you know, in the Kraken game, you know, I sat here and said I might be the contrarian and uh, didn't have the cojones to do it. Um, But, I mean, Seattle played a great game. You could just tell, guys, that even though everybody said all this hype would be, you know, around Seattle, and I could see a lot of people, they liked Seattle because of that reason. It's true. I mean, they played like it was a playoff game out there. They played with some purpose. Yep. The situation set up great. Um, you know, I'm happy you cashed that first period uh, wager on Seattle. Yeah, I split. Nothing, no harm, no foul. One and one. Yeah. First period in full game Seattle. So, And you know what's a, an interesting bet I was thinking for that game that would have been even was for Seattle to score the first goal. You know, that, that probably would have been a decent price and then you would have taken out the rest of the game. But uh, yeah, great, great slate yesterday. I thought there were some pretty good games. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I stayed off the Panthers. That was kind of the one where I was mad about. Um, As you know, I kind of uh, have been up and down with my volume, but that was the one where it was like, it was kind of a no brainer. 
And because it was a no brainer, I stayed off it. <laughs> you know what I mean? With the Panthers, I can't be betting them every game. No, you know, but uh, good slate. Uh, but, you know, to, to echo what you said about Sunday, there were so many times when I started handicapping, I would be, you know, had my NFL card ready. I was finalizing prop picks, you know, going to a bar with my friends, doing whatever. And I'm like, ah, it's probably a crappy NHL card. I'm telling you, last year, Sunday might have been one of my most successful days in the NHL. You know, there's travel days in MLB. I think Monday's that in the NHL as well. It's kind of hard to cap Mondays. NHL, you can usually find some good bet on spots. Yeah, I mean, four games on uh, Sunday uh, today, uh, and which is uh, usually you get four to five, six games, usually not much more than that. But uh, yeah, Sundays can be profitable. Very good day for me yesterday, so I'll take it. That was probably one of my best days of the year last uh, yesterday. Very, very good with the opinions. A lot of them Florida, the overs in the Carolina game, the over in the Kings game. Uh, What else did we have? We had um, Winnipeg. They got it done. We had Florida. uh, We had Seattle bets. Uh, so it was overall. Now we're going to talk about it today, obviously, but how much of a fade is Nashville? I mean, they scored four goals. Colorado Tampa over. I had that too. And it nice. Got, yeah, nice. Yeah. How much of a fade is Nashville? They scored four goals and lost a hockey game. Yeah. I don't think they're scoring four goals again today. Uh, you know? I've been fading them the last few days and a uh, spoiler alert for later today. We might be continuing on that <laughs> in, uh, later today. Uh, Terry, let's uh, get your thoughts on what we saw yesterday. Well, thanks for having me back on the show, Ian. It's uh, great to be on. Uh, yesterday was was a pretty good day for me as well, uh, betting wise. I had Carolina money line and Carolina in regulation. Nice. Uh, that's just a team I'm going to be backing. I also had Florida as well, but also a sprinkle on the draw uh, with that one. I didn't get that, but uh, it was a great night. Um, Minnesota went down uh, versus Anaheim. Uh, I hit them uh, four units on them. Uh, plus 125 just because I've been as I've like I watched the wild every game right so I've been noticing uh they've been going down but they're the comeback kids right so all four games they've um trailed and come back so I was uh, happy to get that plus money uh, on the wild um it was a couple parlays a four teamer and a three teamer um so it was a good night Seattle is on my fade list now I didn't like what I saw from um, if you can't win your home opener like this, this is, this was a big game. They had time off for it to prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, they just couldn't get the job done. So if they can't it's get the job done It's a hard game to here, evaluate though, Terry, because they played well. And unfortunately Vancouver gets those couple chances and it goes in the net. It's, it's one of those games where you, you want to bash the team because they lost, but there were a lot of good things in their game. And unfortunately goaltending was not one of them. And yeah. unfortunately, that's going to lose you games on certain nights, and it did last night. I just can't. If if they can't, if they have this good situation and they play well and they can't win, then how I, yeah. I can't see myself backing them. And you guys know who their next game is against, right? Le Habitant. Yeah, the Habs are in town. Yep. After their first win, now they hit the road. I I think the Habs get it done uh, against Seattle, but we'll talk about that game in a few days. Yeah, the start of a road trip's usually a bet on spot, so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, disappointing. I mean, the crowd was great. I mean, they're certainly excited. And, uh, look, overall, and you know what? They still clapped and cheered, actually, when the game ended. I thought that was very nice of the crowd to do that. Obviously, they wanted to see their team win their first home game. But to hear the crowd, you know, cheer and clap after the game ended 4-2 Vancouver, it was pretty cool. 
You know, it's like, ah, it sucks we lost, but hey, we're thrilled to have this team here. We're thrilled to have hockey in Seattle. So that was pretty cool. The crowd did that. Uh, let's go to Sunday's card. We'll start with San Jose, Boston. This is an early start, 1 p.m. Eastern. Puck drop in Beantown. Boston minus 195 to minus 200. Home favorite, six the total, shaded to the under. So from a spot perspective, looks the San Jose road trip, it's not over yet either. They go to Nashville after this. So this road trip just keeps on going for San Jose. And uh, I've now basically said, you know, with this start that San Jose's had, until they lose, I'm not going against this team now. Uh, you know, they've shown me enough at this point. Uh, it's been very good. The goaltending for Maiden Hill has been great. So Doug Wilson's looking like uh, a genius right now for uh, signing him in the offseason, saying, get out of Arizona. It's kind of a toxic situation. The team's going into a rebuild. Bring you over here to San Jose. Give you some rope to be the number one goalie. Let's see what you can do with it. You can't be any worse than Martin Jones. That's for damn sure. And sure enough, he's come in here and he's played very well uh, so far for the uh, San Jose Sharks. So definitely give him a lot of credit for playing well. The defense, I'm impressed with the team defense. You're getting guys like Burns and Carlson even playing pretty solid in their own zone. And that's not always the case. Vlasic, of course, is known for uh, being a very, very good stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, I've liked what I've seen from uh, Jonathan Dolan. Some of their young players as well that have stepped up uh, early in the year. Logan Couture has been very good, uh, you know, and he kind of had a down season last year as well, but he still shows he can be uh, a pretty good and effective player both ends of the ice uh, for the Sharks. So they're playing well. Uh, Boston on the other side, they beat Buffalo uh, the other night, uh, took care of the Sabres, now uh, back home here for this early start game. The one thing I do get concerned about with Boston here, or sorry, with San Jose here, Uh, is the fact that uh, you're talking about a San Jose team that from a body clock standpoint, this game starts at 10 a.m. for them. So how are they going to uh, basically uh, go about that is going to be the question mark here uh, going into this game. How do they handle that, if you will, uh, playing a very, very early game uh, here in Boston? I think it lends itself to an under, uh, to be honest with you. Rather than look at a side here in this game, that would be the lean for me. Under six, I certainly like the way the Sharks have defended uh, early in the year, much better than I anticipated. I know the game with Toronto went over the total, but you have to factor in that uh, the Leafs had Hutchinson in that night. They made some uh, uh, issues defensively with breakdowns as well. But the first two games of the road trip, Ottawa-Montreal, this was a team that was playing some pretty good tight-checking hockey. And uh, I think we're probably going to see more of the same here. You know, it's an early start game here in Boston. Could see it being a lower scoring affair. Looks like in terms of the goaltenders right now, Aiden Hill, Linus Allmark, are going to be the uh, goalies here uh, in this game. And I thought Allmark played very well against Buffalo. Now, obviously, against his former team, you're fired up, you want to beat him. But that was a very good first start uh, for Linus Allmark. So lean to the under. That's about it for me in this game. Uh, and certainly at this price, I'm not ready to fade San Jose just yet. Show me a loss, then maybe we can start going against them. Andrew, what do you like here? Sharks, Bruins. I'm doing it. I'm back at the garden, uh, or the Bruins are back at the garden, and I'm 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 on them in regulation. I got the minus one twenty five. Thinking the best number you can get around is minus one thirty now. Um, I think home home ice is huge, uh, especially. I think the TD Garden is is actually. I've been there a few times. Great spot to play. And the Bruins, they don't like losing that home in front of their home fans. You know, um, looking at kind of their track record, what they've kind of had recently. Going out and beating Buffalo and, and, you know, cashing a ticket for us and hitting the puck line and, and getting a little mini blowout win, pass that gets on the board. There's, you know, it's always one of those things. And I mentioned on last show, it's nice to have that little get me up game. You know what I mean? Like get right game. But you got to come back at home now and play a team that's playing exceptional hockey that nobody thought would play exceptional hockey either. 
you know, and what I like about San Jose is that they play hockey the right way. You know, they don't try and score all these fancy goals. They, they score a lot of the around the net deflections and that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's kind of how you score these days in the NHL, unless it's a, you know, perfect top corner type play. And I think it's a fair price. And, you know, we've talked in the show about it already, but back to backs and, and, you know, long road trips, all that kind of stuff early in the season doesn't matter too much. But let's be honest here. This team, the Sharks, you know, they've they've been on the road now. This isn't just a start of a road trip. This isn't the second game of their road trip. This is an East Coast trip getting ready to get wrapped up on a Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Even if their body clocks are even a tad bit adjusted to Eastern time, like Ian alluded to, it's still early, um, you know, San Jose time. I, I think it's a bounce back spot here. I think that it's important for Boston to protect the garden and to get a win in front of their home fans um, and to, you know, kind of uh, improve off that uh, Buffalo win, because let's be honest, guys. I mean, that's, that's not just, that's not it. You know what I mean? Like that, that Buffalo win isn't going to, going to be the wins going to give you the confidence and, and kind of fire you up. And I'm not saying this team lacks confidence. I'm just saying, I think that uh, they're going to need this, this win and, 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 and want it um, in a really good bet on spot here. Um, and you got to think about it as well. Don't you guys think the Sharks are coming in with like a little bit of confidence right now and could be feeling a little bit too good for themselves? I know it's early in the year, but they dominated the Leafs. They didn't even just win against the Leafs. They dominated them. And to me, I think it might just be time for them to be like, you know what? We've had a great road trip. They're going to start slow. And the Bruins, they play a lot of afternoon games as well. Keep that in mind. Way they're more gonna, than San yeah, Jose. Yeah. They're going to play a lot of Sunday afternoon games this year. Um, so I think it's a good spot for them. So give me the Bruins in regulation uh, minus one twenty five is what I got. Whatever the best price is for you. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, uh, very fascinating game because the Sharks have surprised everybody. You know they're getting a good con- the Kevin LeBanc's been on fire for them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goaltending from Aiden Hill's like a top five goalie and goals saved above average. The advanced statistic for goaltenders and that tells you that he is legitimately through. Honestly, it's obviously just a couple of weeks, but through a couple of weeks. Based on that stat, he's one of the top five goalies in the league right now. Now, he's probably not going to stay that way for the whole year. But right now, he's playing at an extremely high level. And we'll see if he can uh, uh, lead the uh, Sharks in between the pipes once again to another victory, which would be their uh, fifth straight win to begin the season if the Sharks can get it done today. Terry, did you bet this one? Sharks-Bruins. Yeah, I'm on a San Jose plus one and a half. Um, and uh, I'm going to be sprinkling a little bit on a San Jose money line as well. So I'm against you there, Andrew. Uh, I just really like what I've seen from the Sharks so far, and it's it's hard for me to go against them here. Um, Boston probably does have the better situational spot. Uh, you did uh, scare me a little bit there with your uh, analysis, Andrew, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I think the Sharks have played so well, it's so hard to go against them. So a small play on the money line and a, a little bit of a bigger play on the plus one and a half just because I do see this as a close game as well. Um, so Boston wins by one. I'm covered. So. I was wrong about one thing that I said there, and uh, I kind of remembered it right while I was talking. The Flyers the Flyers game was at home, or was on the road. Right. Uh, so yeah. they haven't lost at home yet so far. But I still think after that Flyers loss, you know, going to beat Buffalo, they want to get some uh, you know, momentum at home. Uh, so that's my mistake. They beat They beat the Stars at home. They've only played – it's actually crazy. They've only played three games. They've got some teams that have played like five games, guys. But 
And I and, and Tara, I can't talk you out the plus one and a half. Like obviously, I like the Bruins, but when you see an inflated price on a team, you know, like the Bruins right now against the Sharks team, I haven't always been a fan of the plus one and a half. But in an instance like this, I think the Bruins are a team that you could take. We could both win tonight. You know, yeah. it could be a today. It could be a three-two win for the Bruins. We'll both yep. win. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So it could be a one-goal game. It wouldn't surprise me to see a one-goal game. So got Andrew liking the Bruins and Reg, uh, Terry liking the Sharks money line, uh, and a little bit more on the plus one and a half, which is uh, minus one forty. And I lean under uh, the total of six uh, in this one. Nashville, Minnesota. We've got Minnesota minus one sixty-five home favorites, five and a half the total in this game. This is a tough spot for Nashville, right uh, on the road, second straight. A day again those back-to-backs aren't as uh, bad as they would be uh, later in the year but it's been a rough go keep in mind the seattle kraken have just one win this year it came against this nashville team uh in nashville 4-3 uh last week and other than that we see them lose to uh, carolina uh, they barely beat la uh, for their only win this year and then back-to-back losses to the rangers at home and then winnipeg uh six to four uh last night and, and now you look at the situation here for uh Nashville, it's that uh, there's a good chance we're going to see Connor Ingram uh, in net here because David Riddick is on the COVID list uh, after um, the uh, after the uh, actually currently he's on the uh, COVID list for the uh, Nashville Predators. So he's out of commission right now for them and not available to John Hines and, and this Nashville team to be in net. And of course, UC Soros played last night in the game against Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. So there's a good chance we see the youngster Connor Ingram in net here for Nashville, and it's already been confirmed that on the back-to-back, it'll be uh, Capo Kakinen in net for uh, Minnesota, uh, a guy that is definitely inferior, in my opinion, to uh, Cam Talbot, the way Cam Talbot's been playing uh, for the Minnesota Wild. I just find there's a little bit more uh, up-and-down inconsistency uh, in the play out of Capo Kakinen, so we'll see how he fares here tonight, but it's certainly both teams obviously played yesterday, but Minnesota played at home. They don't have to travel. Uh, Nashville has to go from Winnipeg to Minnesota. So from a back-to-back situation, even though both teams are in the back-to-back, it's a little bit more advantageous right here for uh, this uh, Minnesota team. And by the way, there's some ugly things here as well for the Predators. You know, 0-6, their last six games is a road underdog. That's uh, nothing that you're all that excited about in terms of backing them here. Uh, I think Minnesota does get the uh, victory here, struggling um, uh, team here, this uh, uh, Nashville team. And it really, like I said, defensively, this team has really had their share of issues as well. So uh, I like Minnesota. And what I'm going to do here is they are the first of a two-team parlay for me uh, today in the NHL. I'm parlaying Minnesota with a game that we'll talk about in just a bit. That's what I'm doing from a side perspective. But I'm also going to get in on the over here uh, in this game at five and a half with the uh, Preds in the wild. Uh, 6-4 last night with Nashville. You look, by the way, at Minnesota. uh Five and one to the over, their last six on the second of a back-to-back uh, going into this game for Minnesota. So they've played higher scoring games. And Nashville trending to the over as well on the second of back-to-back games in the short term. And, uh, you know, goaltending, I think Ingram for Nashville, likely. Kakinen for Minnesota, I don't think is quite as good as Talbot. So I think both teams can find the back of the net here as well. So uh, I like over five and a half, and we'll have Minnesota as part one of a two-team parlay for me. Uh, that's the way I'm going in this game. Andrew, what do you think here? Preds and Wild. Well, it seems like I've been involved in lots of Wild games so far to start the year, and, and they've all been wild, like we said at the start, you know? So, um, you know, th- this is the thing. With the Predators, it, it's kind of like this. You don't want to ignore trends, and you don't want to ignore something you already thought before the season started. 
And that's, you know, you and I are on the same page, and we don't like this Predators team. And if I already don't like them and the situation gets worse for them right now with the back-to-back, with traveling, with the goaltender situation they have going on, I look at this game and and I see under actually. I actually think that uh, you know we I've talked about it before. When you've got goaltenders, you know, making their season debut or a young goaltender, teams rally around that. And the Minnesota Wild, what have they not done this year it, at all? And it's have a good start defensively. So you got to wonder at home, coaching staff, the message is going to have to be start defensively, have a good start. You know, protect the zone entries take care of things in the neutral zone, dump the puck in. I could see this being kind of a boring hockey game, you know, and I could be completely wrong, but it just has that feel to me that we've seen so much excitement from the Minnesota wild. You know, we've got the goalie tandem now with Talbot and Kapanen. And I just think that he's going to come in and say, you know, I'm, I'm still good. You know, don't forget about me guys. And we talked about it yesterday, the NHL these days, there's no such thing as an 80, 20 ratio anymore. It's 60-40, you know, with backup goaltenders to starting goaltenders, you know. So uh, when these guys get their chance to get in, they want to perform really well as well. And um, I kind of like this spot, you know, for captain coming in. So uh, I'm, I'm on the under in this one. I lean towards uh, the wild. I'm not really sure how I'm going to play it yet. So I won't really say anything on, on that. I, I potentially will look to lock in a parlay with them. I did that yesterday as well, but... I'm not going to lie. I'm tempted with this plus 150 puck line. I, I'm real tempted, but I do like that under, so it kind of scares me. So there's a good chance I'll end up with a parlay just like yourself. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a Kakinen. It's an opportunity for him. The one thing is that Minnesota's really been pushing the pace at home. I mean, they yeah. have got 80 shots in their first two home games, and that's kind of why I like the like 80 shots. If, if Connor Ingram faces you know, 35, 40 shots, how many is he stopping, truly, unless Nashville's co- totally – selling out blocking shots playing sturdy defensively and to be honest i've not always seen that from nashville their best defensive games this year were la uh, you know and that's always a team that doesn't always uh, light it up but then there's games where they've given up three goals four goals and six goals to some of the better offensive teams carolina uh winnipeg uh even seattle got four goals against them and now you're seeing this minnesota team which has scored what 10 goals in two home games they've really driving the play and that's the thing that makes Dean Evison different from Mike Yo, Jacques Lemaire. You go down to any recent Minnesota wild head coach. He lets the offensive players spread their wings, show their talent, show their skill. Uh, don't, don't hold anything back. And especially when they're at home. And like we say, they played six, five, four, three hockey games here in their first two home games. So I just think they're going to put a lot of pressure on that Nashville team defensively here tonight. Uh, Terry, what do you think here? Preds and wild. Um. Well, this is going to be definitely a live a live bet I'm going to be looking at. Mm. Um, Wild have trailed in every game so far this season, but have come back in every game this season. Um, so they are a good team if they go down. I like Ian says they haven't we haven't uh, started the first period very well. Um, so if the Wild go down at any point, uh, I'd be looking to take them live uh, to come back after that. Uh, I think that's the best way to go. I'm also on the wild team total over three and a half at plus 105. Um, getting four goals on a national team that played uh, last night in Winnipeg uh, didn't look very good. Uh, now Ingram, uh, well, it's not confirmed that he's in net. Um, so it, it, they could put Saros back in again, but I think uh, Saros in again or, or uh, Ingram 
Uh, I think the Wild can get four goals here. And um, I wouldn't talk Andrew off the puck line, but just the Wild have played in such close games so far. Um, regulation puck line, it kind of seems a little bit risky for me just because of how they've played. Because so of the far, slow but, starts, yeah. But uh, if they go down by a goal and you see them at plus money, jump on them. That's when I would jump on them. When you see them at plus money, um, if they're down in the first or the second. Uh, Kakinen, first start of the year. Uh, he had that amazing uh, win streak last year. I think it was like nine or ten games in a row he won. Uh, and then the second half of the season, he had a rough uh, rough go of it. A couple uh, really bad game versus the Blues where he led in nine goals uh, and was kept in, and then a bad game versus Colorado. So um, he's not facing Colorado or uh, – he's not facing Colorado uh, or the Blues today. He's facing Nashville, who definitely doesn't have the same offensive – um, talent, in my opinion. So, yeah, uh, I'm on the wild, of course. <laughs> uh, well, over three and a half. And then Can't uh, believe it. Looking, looking for them live if, if they go down. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, for me, this is not so much betting on Minnesota, even though I like the way they've played. They found ways to win. I shouldn't say I like yeah. the way they played for 60 minutes, but they found ways to win. They're 4 0. The cardiac kids, they've come back from deficits. It's more that I'm just so anti-Nashville. I'm just not at all impressed about much of anything I'm seeing out of them. It looks like we've got Henry here. Henry the Eighth, I am joining uh, Andrew on the show there. So uh, I think with uh, Andrew on the show, we're going to be seeing a lot of Henry. Henry looks to, likes to uh, stay close to his new father, it looks like. So uh, way, way to go, Henry. Uh, I, I just got to time out the uh, the the time at the park and 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 the, the play time outside. So when he comes in, he, he naps. But the problem is I didn't time it out well today. So... He, he already napped for like an hour before the show. So I, I only had so much time to do the show before he started waking up. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I think when they're young, they don't sleep as, as long. They got so much yeah. energy built up. Then when you'll notice they get older, like seven, eight years old, they're going to sleep for a good solid couple, three hours. At yeah. Least. Well, it's nice. He sleeps a lot. It's just in like hour long intervals. Yeah. So yeah. and anything you have to do, anything I have to do around the house, you have I have to do it when he's sleeping. <laughs> Dishes, like making food, doing work. It has to be done. It like is. It's like having a baby, out. like an infant child, too. Like you gotta <laughs> find time to do all the stuff you need to get done when it's sleeping, when the baby's sleeping. It's the same thing with a dog, especially when they're at that very, very young age that Henry is. Um, we got all right, we move on now. By the way, before we get to our last two games, let's talk DraftKings, our great po- partners here, official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NHL. It's DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. It's that simple. Uh, again, if the sports book for DraftKings isn't available in your state or you're in Canada, you can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and now the NHL as well. Must be 21 years of age or older in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. You must reside. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, it's Detroit and Chicago. Uh, next up, we've got Chicago minus 150 home favorites, five and a half, six uh, the total uh, in this game. And Chicago is the team that is part two of that uh, parlay I mentioned. So two-team parlay for me, Minnesota and Chicago. I think for Chicago, there are things to like about their last two games, even though it was a loss to the Islanders and a loss to Vancouver. I thought their defensive game was a lot better. But now all of a sudden they're having trouble scoring goals, and now the offense has uh, cooled off. So that's been the issue with the Blackhawks. Early in the season when they were losing, they were scoring goals and their defense and their goaltending, but particularly their defense was really having a tough time. And now they've really worked at shoring up things in their own zone. And now it's coming at the expense of their offense. So they just haven't put it all together here, but they, they catch the ultimate spot to find a way to get their first win. And look, we saw Montreal couldn't get anything going, couldn't get anything, couldn't win, couldn't find a way until last night when they played this Detroit team. Uh, and now all of a sudden you are seeing uh Detroit now having to play second night of back-to-backs on the road. Not only that, guys, but this could be an issue too. I want to point this out. Toronto, I don't I don't want to excuse the seven to one loss, but they had to travel Canada to the States, go do the extra long process, extra long customs, you know, process that you have to do now with the added security of traveling uh, from country to country now uh, over the border. And Toronto didn't play well. You know, and they they got into Pittsburgh late, and you worry about that for Chicago, uh, for a Montreal, or sorry, for Detroit, I should say tonight in this game, going from Montreal to Chicago, and you know this is a process that they're doing here. Is that going to impact them now on a back to back here against Chicago? And for the Blackhawks, if this isn't the night to win your first game, when's it going to happen for you? I mean, I don't want to be that guy that makes one regular season game sound critical and vital, but boy, I'm telling you right now. We're at a situation where the season could start to go off the rails at this point in time uh, if you're the Chicago Blackhawks, if you can't win this game tonight. This is a pivotal game for them. I think they've, they've had elements of their game that they've shown that they've been good enough to win the last two, even the Islander game. They took the play to the Islanders in the first period in particular, and if Ilya Sorokin was not out, as outstanding as he was, they could have won that game and could have had a lead after the first period. So I am on Chicago, but I'm putting them in a two-team parlay with the Minnesota Wild. Terry, what do you think here with uh, Detroit and Chicago? I don't have an official pick on this game, not yet anyways, uh, but shout out to Melissa in the chat. She uh, sent me a very interesting uh, stat that I wanted to read out. The Blackhawks could make dubious NHL history tonight. The NHL record for the longest drought without a lead to start a season is 324 minutes and 25 seconds by the California Golden Seals in 1970. The Hawks 0-4-1 are at 300 minutes and 57 seconds going into tonight's game. So they are about 23 minutes, um, 23 minutes of not leading and they will break the NHL record for not having led to start a season. Um, so obviously I'm sure the Blackhawks don't want to make that record, but uh, as a Wild fan, uh, I'd, I'd be, I'd be uh, happy to see them uh, break that losing record and have the longest losing streak. So uh, we'll see what happens with that, uh, if they can uh, lead, if they can get a lead at all in the first or the early part of the second. 
then they won't uh, break that streak. But uh, it's a tough game. Um, Detroit will have Bertuzzi back uh, in the lineup uh, because they are in the States. He wasn't able to come to Canada uh, because of not getting his vaccine. Um, so he will be in the lineup uh, versus the Hawks tonight. And uh, we'll see what happens, but it's it's a tough game for me to have a pick uh, a pick on. I agree. It's uh, it's if, I shouldn't say I agree because I'm on Chicago, but I, I'm putting them in a parlay. Like I would not want to yeah. lay minus 150 with them, to be honest with you. I wouldn't, but because I'm gonna take Minnesota, take Chicago, parlay, and I'm not a big parlay guy, not at all. You rarely do I do this, but I I felt that it made sense today with the Minnesota game and with the uh, Chicago game to look in that uh, direction. By the way, Patrick Kane, you're right, out uh, tonight for the uh, uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Oh. So, uh, keep that in mind. He's out indefinitely, COVID protocol, no timetable right now for his return. However, we do often see like, hey, first game without a key player, everybody steps up. And I think there's a collective sense of urgency for Chicago. I- I'm telling you, they played they played very well for good portions of the Islander game and the Vancouver game, and they just did not get rewarded with the goals. Their defensive game did improve a little bit. I think tonight's the night they get that first win. I really do. Uh, Andrew uh, has joined us outside now uh, with us here on the show, uh, but he's back with us. Andrew, did you have any thoughts here with Detroit-Chicago? Yeah, if this doesn't show I have commitment, I don't know what else will. <laughs> Running out with the laptop, I had to change things I was using. Uh yeah, I'm on. I, I like the over here, actually, guys. You know, I, I think that uh, looking at Detroit, past three games, uh, or excuse me, past two games, they've kind of gotten embarrassed, you know, and obviously no, no team wanted to be Montreal's first, you know, no pun intended. Um, you know, they didn't really want to be the, the team that Montreal got their first win against in an explosive fashion as well. Um, and, and just, I think, you know, we don't always want to buy into the back-to-backs early in the season, but for them, I think I will. Um, you know, they played three different style of teams recently with Columbus, Calgary, and Montreal, and now playing a Chicago team. And I agree with what you're saying, Ian. I'm a huge comp- I, I believe completely. And when you have one guy out of the lineup, the team rallies around it. And I think they'll be fine. I mean, look what happened yesterday with Pittsburgh. Um, if that doesn't tell you that people can rally around their teammates, these guys are all NHL players. Um, I like Chicago as well, but I feel like we'll get we'll get goals from both sides, and something tells me that um when Chicago got their first win of the season or when they started to get it going, it, it's not going to be in low scoring fashion. So, and we're getting a five and a half years of total. So I'm on the over. All right. Like in the uh, over, I think the over has gone three out of the last four meetings in Chicago between these two teams have gone uh, over the total. Uh, Lankinen and net. Yes. He has not allowed more than two goals to the, yeah, he has played well against Detroit. I think that's part of the reason too, for, uh, Lankin and getting the start. He's played extremely well against the uh, Red Wings in the past. We'll see if that can continue here today. All right, we've got the New York Islanders and the Vegas Golden Knights final game on this Sunday slate. Vegas minus 130, home favorites, five and a half the total, shaded to the under. We said it on Friday's show. You know, I took Edmonton, used it as a best bet. Just a banged up hockey team and struggling to cope, you know, with all the key personnel that's out for uh, Peter DeBoer and the uh, Golden Knights right now. I mean, you're talking, they had already started the year without Alex Tuck. Now you're without Pacioretty and Stone, and you're going to be without them still for uh, another uh, period of time. At least Stone, it looks like it's more of a day-to-day thing with him, but uh, not likely to play tonight. Alec Martinez, of course, didn't play in the last game either against Edmonton. So you definitely have concerns about that with this group. 
uh, and they have struggled to put wins on the board. They still only have the one victory this year, and that was the very first game of the season against the Seattle Kraken. Three straight losses to the Kings, the Blues, and the Oilers. Uh, for this uh, Vegas Golden Knights team. So they're definitely having a tough time. Not a team I'm looking to back right now. Uh, when you look at the uh, Islanders on the flip side, they're coming off a shutout win last night uh, against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. It's a crazy long road trip, 13 straight on the road to begin the year because they're waiting for UBS Arena to get finished uh, construction of that new building uh, that they're going to play in. And they're going to be on the road for a while longer. So this is, oh, they're only at the halfway mark right now uh, of this extremely long road trip. And look, this has been uh, a team that is now, you know, on the second night of back to backs. So that's always a little bit of a concern. Um, but remember, so were the Oilers. Oilers did the same Arizona Vegas trip on a back to back Thursday, Friday that the Islanders are doing here last night and today. And Edmonton still got the job done on a back-to-back beating Vegas. So I have to look toward the Islanders here uh, at a plus price. I just don't see, don't like the way the game has gone for the Vegas Golden Knights and until they get some of these guys back. Because, you know, it would be one thing if they were uh, struggling with these guys out, but I was seeing Marcia So and Riley Smith and some other guys up front in the top six step up. I'm not seeing them step up. For Vegas, they have not really stepped up yet to the uh, plate and produce offensively in the absence of Pacioretty and Stone. So uh, I took the Oilers last night, and I'm going to take the Islanders here tonight at around a plus 115 uh, price is what we're looking at here uh, on the uh, New York Islanders here uh, in this game. Now, keep in mind with the back-to-back for the Islanders uh, in the 3-0 win last night uh, over the uh, Arizona Coyotes, uh, it was a, a situation where uh, again, you may see uh, a different goalie tonight. You had Sorokin uh, in net last night for the uh, New York Islanders, and with this being a back-to-back for them, you know you might see you might see Corey Schneider. I'm not saying you will for sure, but it is a back-to-back, and that might temper my enthusiasm a little bit on the Islanders. But we'll see. We'll see if that becomes official. I'm hoping actually they go with Sorokin on a back-to-back like the Oilers did with Koskinen, uh, but. Not confirmed yet. Either way, I could only look to the Islanders in this game. Uh, Andrew, I think he's still there. Uh, What do you think here, Andrew? Islanders and Golden Knights. No, he isn't. All right, we'll go to Terry. I think he's uh, tending to uh, Henry there for a second. His dog. Uh, Terry, uh, what do you like here? Islanders, Golden Knights. No pick on this game yet, but uh, the goalie confirmations is going to determine my play. Um, If... uh, Corey Schneider is in that, then I don't want any part of the game at all. Um, if they do put Sorokin back on uh, again out there tonight, uh, he did get a 3 nothing shutout versus uh, Arizona yesterday. Uh, if they do put him out today, then I'll probably look towards the under, under 5.5. Um, but uh, it's, it's just tough as of right now, not knowing the goaltender. Uh, there's no way I'm backing Corey Schneider, so I'd have to see uh, what's happening in that first. But it's um, uh, being off a shutout, um, you think you think they'd put Sorokin back in, you know. But uh, it's, 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 it's up to the coach, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Barry Trotz, we'll see what he ends up uh, doing here. You know, it's uh, funny that uh, he actually was placed on waiver Schneider before the uh, season, uh, but he cleared waivers. He ended up back with the team. Nobody picked him up. Uh, and he's backing up Sorokin until Semyon Varlamov, of course, uh, is ready to return. So uh, that's where – no, it's okay. I mean, it, Vegas isn't going to lose every game forever. And, and at some point, they're going to win without these two guys. It's just – I haven't seen enough quality in their play to think that's going to be tonight. 
Uh, and that's the issue. I think Andrew is still away. Andrew, you there? Yeah, so uh, we've lost Andrew for now. We'll see if we get him back before the end of the show. If not, uh, I'll make sure uh, to get the best bet from him before uh, and post it on the uh, Patreon page, and uh, we'll let uh, people know uh, what that is. But that's the end of the show. We will get to best bets in just a second. Good time in the NFL slate is about to begin, and, of course, the first NHL game as well, San Jose-Boston about to get underway. So we'll wrap it up with best bets here uh, for this Sunday card. Uh, Terry Edelman, our special guest, uh, we'll start with him. What do you like for best bet today? Well, this is kind of tough to choose a best bet. I get what Andrew was saying about uh, it's tough to choose the best bets. Um, I'm going to go Minnesota team total over three and a half, uh, plus 105. Uh, plus, uh, nice plus money, asking them to get four goals. Um, I, I like it, plus uh, one, uh, 105. All right, Minnesota Wild team total over three and a half. Best bet for uh, Terry for this Sunday slate. Um, wow, this is a tough one. My best bet, oh boy, that's some. Um, well, there's only four games. It's, oh man. Yeah, uh, it's tough. I don't love anything today. Um, I don't love anything today uh, on this board. Uh, I'm going to go the Islanders, you know. I'm going to go the Islanders and just hope it's uh, Sorokin. Um, but keep in mind, this is probably not the true strong, strong best bet material if uh, I hear that it's Corey Schneider in net. But either way, I like the value anyway. You've got a struggling Vegas team. The Islanders, uh, you know, might be able to take advantage of this group. Certainly their structure is going to keep them in every single game defensively. uh, And I think they can uh, still get the uh, victory here in Vegas. The struggling Golden Knights, the depleted shorthanded Golden Knights as well. Uh, We'll go with the New York Islanders, plus 115, uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. Best bet for me on this uh, Sunday card. Uh, Andrew, one last uh, check-in to see if you're there. He ain't, so uh, that's all right. We thank Andrew for joining us, as always, of course. Uh, we should have the entire crew, by the way, back on the show tomorrow on Monday, uh, Alex and Jimmy as well. So uh, looking forward to a brand-new week right here on the Ice Guys. We thank everybody for tuning in live on YouTube. Before we sign off, a reminder that you, I, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Uh, make sure you tune into the podcast uh, as well. Um, Andrew, final th- words. Are you there? Yeah, guys, I apologize. Uh, That's all right. Situation, Sunday afternoon, you know. Um, but, yeah, no, my, my favorite play of the day is the game is starting in three minutes. Uh, Bruins and regulation. I really do like that play. Uh, and as far as the Vegas Islanders game, there's nothing, I'm looking at the under in this game. You know, I think it's a funny spot because it's obviously back-to-back. But let's be honest, we've said the same thing before about the Coyotes. When you play them, it's like a scrimmage. How much energy did they really lose last night? Um, so I'm going to – I look towards the under, but, uh, you know, if it's kind of the old-fashioned saying from Teddy Covers, if I'm playing, I'm laying. Well, if I'm playing, uh, I'm laying it with the Islanders. I'm not back in Vegas right now. Desperate times for them, though, Ian. Yeah, it is. I was the Islanders were good to me last night, though, against Arizona. So hopefully, more of the same here. And like I say, yeah, took Edmonton against Vegas. Vegas. That's, yeah, yeah, desperate for Vegas. Yeah, desperate for Vegas for sure. Um, you know, they're not going to lose every game without Patrick and Stone, but they have not shown enough from their other forwards. Have to do more than they have so far in the few games they've had. No Pacioretty, no Stone. So uh, there we go. That is the Sunday show. We thank our special guest as well, 
uh, Terry Edelman for joining us. Uh, that's a wrap for Terry, for Andrew. Uh, this is Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.